Hello everyone, welcome to Unverified, the show that focuses entirely on smaller creators that are starting to make a name for themselves on social media. I'm your host, Dakota Broussard, and every week we'll be taking a deep dive into a creator's history, personal experiences with creating content, earning revenue, working with brands, and growing an audience. In this episode, I'm joined by Jake Smith. He's a brand photographer and host of the Create More Now podcast. His focus is making sure his client's photography is on point and speaks to their brand. We talked a lot about the importance of proper branding and the crazy path he took to get to where he is now. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Let's jump into the interview. If you want to tell us about your background, where you got started and what it is exactly that you do. Cool. Yeah. So first, thanks for having me, Dakota. It's been great. Um, yeah, guys, my name is Jake Smith. I go by Bearded Lens Photo on Instagram. It's been a long journey for me to be a con- what I'll call like a content editor or content creator for many different people. I started as a photographer. I got my first camera right about 10, 11 years ago at this point as a freshman in high school. It was just something fun for me to do. I I played football, but I, sorry, I played football, but I wanted to do something as well, like express myself artistically and get an easy A at the same time. And I was like, photography (laughs) seems fun. You know, like, let's try this out. I had a great time. I learned a lot. And then uh, I did it, you know, here and there, went to college and kind of dabbled with it. And I I got back into it when I was in school in college, um, getting my criminal justice degree. And I went to school to be a cop. And I was like, you know, I'll take photography again. It's easy. I have a good background in it. You know, blew it out of the water. My friends were like, wow, you know how to do this. And I was like, yeah, it's fun. And I've been doing it for a couple, you know, three, four years now at this point. And then I found out that people needed senior photos taking. It was like my junior year in college. And I was like, yeah, let's try to get some cash on the side. You know, I'm starting to go out and starting to drink, you know, like $80 for, you know, like a hundred photos for something. You know, I give mm-hmm. them two outfits and I was just trying to, to figure out consistency and figure out a style, but I was getting paid for it. So it was worth it. But I was keeping it under that hundred dollar price range. And I was like, all right, this is great. Fast forward to now. Um, I graduated college in 2017. I took a road trip around the whole country, just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I was thinking I wanted to start my own business and be like a freelance photographer and take every gig out there. Three months later, I drove 15,000 miles from Orlando, Florida up to Washington uh, state. I drove down to LA through you know Utah and uh, Nevada and Colorado is zigzagged all through there and came back through Texas. Um, I actually stopped in Mexico as well. And I just figured out that it, what I wanted to do wasn't, I didn't want to get shot in the head for 40 grand and be a cop because <laughs> thank God, because now everyone hates him still. Like it didn't get any better since then. Right. Um, and I was just, I was just trying to figure it out. So I'd started my own, uh, my own thing, bearded lens photo started doing some shoots and I just didn't have the wherewithal of how to um, actually run a business. I didn't know how to properly treat people. You know, I was only 22 at the time. You don't really know how to run a business. Um, I had a lot of personal family things going on as well. And I was just like, you know, it's, it was kind of overwhelming. So I went back to bartending like I always did. And then most recently about at this point, 15, 16 months ago now, I, I started, I got hired with a marketing company, a media company that helps physical therapists and chiropractors and, and other private practice owners like perfect their marketing and sales. I do all of their content. I've basically turned our boss and founder into like the Gary V of that space. So that's kind of a quick backstory on how I got here. It all started with a camera um, and picked up a lot of different skills on the way. You technically had this super non-traditional route since you were going to school for criminal justice, wanting to be a cop, and now you're creating content full time. So yeah, it's, it's uh, crazy. That's for sure. It just kind of goes to show that really a lot of people that do create content did not come from like, well, 
I mean, they were creative, but they didn't really come from like the traditional creative route. So that's actually really interesting to hear. But yeah, I didn't go to art school or anything like that. Right. Yeah. Outside of what you do for, well, where you work, like the content you create for these people, what do you do on the side now in regards to your own content? Yeah. So I, um, I do a lot of freelance podcast editing. So I do that for other business owners and just help them get their brand and their message out. I'm also, uh, I've kickstarted my business back up and, um, I'm working on getting my hours up on my own side with Beard Lens Photo. And I just focus on being a branding photographer for small business owners because content's just getting to the point now where everyone needs it. If you need it for Instagram, Facebook, newsletters, you know, a website revamp, everyone always needs photos um, and fresh ones. So I'm really starting just to focusing on the B2B aspect of it. And I'm, I'm starting to dabble. Again, this is all a time thing, but I'm starting to dabble with my own brand of, of helping people understanding like content creation, because you don't need, you really, and everyone says, you know, I found it all out on YouTube. Yeah, you can, but that takes a lot of time. You know, you can teach right. someone a lot faster. If I could teach you the way I edit in Premiere, I've taught someone how to edit in Premiere in, in four days and they can make videos front to back just through simple shortcuts using the right verbiage. And it's that's something I'm working on too. But yeah, outside of my nine to five, I'm mostly helping other businesses just get their message out. Let's say hypothetically, if I were a small business and I have like a social media account where, you know, I'm kind of just posting deals, what's going on and not really gaining any traction. What would you say is the first step for a business to really start aiming their content in the right direction? The biggest thing is you have to know, in my case, when I help people, because it's in healthcare, we call it the perfect patient or your perfect customer. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I mean, that's 101. It's it's you have to know who you're going to be selling to, who you're positioning to, because if you're going into, in my case, if I'm going to the Orlando map and I have a, I'm a huge outdoorsman, right? So if I have a, a, a new fishing product or um, a tent, maybe, why would I go follow women that are age 55 to 60? 65 and start liking all their photos with that brand or like saying enter my giveaway like that's one thing i see all the time they're like we don't we're getting all these people following our page but they're not really engaging and i'm like well first off where are they from they're like oh we just found them through this like physical therapy or general hashtag like back pain hashtag i'm like no let's niche it down let's figure out who's in your area because a lot of businesses you know they have a perfect market unless you're like gary v or grant cardone or someone that's so big that you can market to the world you know you have to start local and find out who that that pocket is first and that's how you get your content to the right person and then it's easier to make it too so you're not all over the place You know, you're working with small businesses, like figuring out their branding, getting their content going a certain way. I think you also said you've done freelance editing. Is there a certain type of editing you like to do specifically, or are you kind of just willing to do almost anything? I'm a huge fan right now of um, getting people's podcasts started and going because, you know, getting your own podcast started, anyone can listen to it anywhere. You know, you don't have to have your phone in your hand to listen to a podcast. You can right. play it through your car or in your office. And if you have a good enough message and a good enough uh, want to do it and the consistency, you'll always find people that want to listen and you'll always be able to um, find that perfect market. And that's right now when I have people talking to me about editing projects. Projects. For me, editing a podcast is much easier than editing a video, but um, I'll do video editing too. It's just, hey, let's get this out. This is something as at right now in the past 15 months for my nine to five job. The only reason why I'm so passionate about podcasts because I've put out just over probably 250 episodes in, in 15 months. 
was putting out five a week. So it's it's one of those things where you have this, think of it like your own Netflix account on your or your own Netflix channel or documentary series that someone can tune into. And it's your perfect person that when they listen to it, they cannot get lost. And every single podcast they listen to, it's like, hey, I have this thing, go buy it. Or we're running this offer here in St. Louis where we have our clinic for your back pain. Like I, get, like I said, again, I do that with people um, just trying to position for their patients. And it's like, you want any help? Come in and visit. Look, if someone listens to 10 podcasts and then they come in and, and spend a couple grand with you, I'll take that investment all day. And it's right. there forever. Like Instagram's not there forever. You know, the feed, the feed and the algorithm always mess around. So then you really talk about this whole perfect market and there being or perfect, uh, perfect audience, the perfect mm-hmm. consumer. Do you think that for pretty much any podcast in any sort of niche, it is possible to find an audience? Or do you think I don't know if you've ever worked with to help start up any podcasts that are kind of, you know, have a slightly su- obscure message? Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is whenever you're creating a podcast or any piece of content, you have to identify what uh, what problem you're going to solve. That's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. So like with me and Create More Now, I'm here to help business owners create more dynamic content to reach their audience. I'm basically talking to you or your friend that has that's trying to get started in the content creation field. I'm not trying to niche it down too hard. You right. know, if, if people they're making content and it's all about your lifestyle and it's all about the way you want to structure, well, maybe you're really good at finance and maybe the way you've gotten to be a world traveler um, is through budgeting and investing in stocks and maybe getting some good dividends or good, you know, you can catch the market. Maybe you make a podcast about that. And then, then once you figure out the problem or the solution, like the problem you're fixing or the solution that you're bringing someone right away, that makes it so much easier instead of like, you, not everyone can be the Joe Rogan experience where you right. just have someone on and they're like, oh, we're just going to bullshit for three hours and people are going to listen to us because we're cool. Like I get it. You're probably really cool. But once you can have a direct message and you can have something that you're going to bring to the table finding that audience is easy or they just find you because it's the problem they have so what do you think is the biggest mistake most beginners make when starting a podcast yeah starting with anything it's um you you don't plan enough Mm. i think that's that's across the board for whatever you do you know i've like I said, I've put out over 250 episodes for my for my nine to five. Before that, my first podcast experience was me and my friend Robert. He lives over in Tampa. And we kind of we called it kicking it with cool people. And that's that was actually what we did. Like we just interviewed people that we thought were kind of cool. And it was like all over the place. And we're like, yeah, you know, like it's interesting. There's interesting people. People are going to listen to it. But like super quickly, it just it fizzled out within like 10 episodes. We didn't have a plan. And that's what people always run into. It's like you feel like even on Instagram where you're super consistent for two to three weeks and all of a sudden you're like, shit, I don't know what to post. Well, you probably this is why I do brand photography. You know, you should have taken 85 photos instead of 10 because then you would not be running into this problem. It's all about planning ahead um, and staying super structured. You know, structure. One of my good mentors always says structure brings freedom. And that's Mm -hmm. always true the biggest mistake a lot of people make is just not planning. If someone's, you know, thinking of launching a podcast, what should their plan be? Like, just kind of generally, what are the things they should focus on? If they focus on those things, it'll really help sustain a life for the show that they want to do. There's a couple steps you take right away. It's it's you figure out your format. 
So are you going to do it by yourself? Like it's just you, Dakota, which is great um, on these interviews. Cause mm-hmm. if you had a co-host, you know, you have to wait for them to come on as well. In your case, you're bringing on a guest. So like a couple of days ago, I completely forgot. And I was in no condition to record that night. And it's like, <laughs> that's my, that's hundred percent my fault. But like, once you figure out ahead of time and you're like, okay, what's the format going to be? Cause for me, I do all my podcasts solo. I can get five done in a day and call right. it, you know, call it a month, which is awesome for me. Once you figure out your format, you figure out your messaging, um, basically what problem are you going to solve or what value are, are you going to bring to the table to help people? And then, and then it's really like the schedule, then you can get into the weird nitty gritty things like, uh, what's the intro going to be like, you know, you can change your intro every episode. Cause when you first get started with a podcast, you're just trying to get the damn thing out. That's the last thing is just, just create for yourself and, and your audience will, will invest in it. You know, people are going to start sharing it no matter what. Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, or at least focusing on my show, this is a show that I tried to launch in 2017. I did one episode and just like every other podcast after that one episode, it just died. And Shit, I do some work. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And so now three years later, I'm relaunching this and I'm focusing on just trying to compile as many interviews as possible, get them all recorded, get them edited and ready to release. And so then once I have a bunch of episodes like stocked up to start releasing, it'll then give me more time to focus on finding more people to interview and getting those interviews done. Last thing I want to have is to get to the point where it's I have to release an episode that week and I don't have anything booked and I don't have one ready. So I think that's kind of something that I'm trying to do differently this time. Yep. Yep. So you're planning, you're doing the right, you're doing the right step right away. I think a lot of people, you know, start a podcast or they start creating content and they want to turn this into a business and make a living, earn revenue off of what they're doing. But a lot of people can focus on that sort of thing too early. And it kind of ends up like, how do I want to say it? Kind of salesy, pushy. Yeah. And it kind of prevents them from being able to focus on the right things. At Mm -hmm. what time do you think it would be okay for someone to start thinking about the possibility of earning a revenue off of what they do? I mean, ideally, and this is me learning from from a multi-million dollar businessman, it's the first day. I mean, I know you said that's people don't like being sold to right away, but at least have an idea um, of what you're going to do. There's a couple of different methods. I mean, there's the normal, I'm going to read an advertisement on the air. Um, and if you're like on a, a platform like Anchor, they give you they give you sponsors, but it's per thousand listeners. So like every thousand listeners, you'll get 15 bucks or something. And it's like, okay, that's good. But you better be pulling in thirty, forty thousand dollars or listens a podcast to even think about making some real cash, right? That's one way. Um, that's pretty common, and that could come off salesy because people just don't like getting ads read to them. The other way is just selling directly on the uh, show itself, which could be kind of salesy as well. It's like, hey, I have this great thing, four hundred bucks, come buy it. Um, if you're doing that, maybe after a ballpark like three months of solid content and solid consistent listeners, probably the right time because at that point, it's like they really trust you. You have a good trend, you know what works, and then you you should have a good successful live launch on it. And and then the other way, which I'm a huge fan of, is um, is email. So you have you you basically are giving someone something free on top of it, right? So it's hey, if you want to know with you, Dakota, it's like hey, if you want to know how to be a better content editor, um, I've compiled a 10 page PDF that you can download for free. I just need your email, right? 
Mm-hmm. Someone goes and downloads it. They uh, instantly download it. They get it right away. And the next day it's like, hey, by the way, if you want um, you know, all the recordings on how I've edited all my videos from the last year in a step-by-step process, it's only $97. Click here to, to buy it, right? Someone buys it. Well, you made a hundred bucks off of a free download. That's, that's my favorite way to do it on a podcast is keep giving them free value, kind of get in their inner circle and then try to make some money on the back end through like what's really popular right now, like online courses, you know, how to guides, because everyone is is starting to crave that that connection, um, especially with COVID and being locked down. And it's like you can only learn so much on YouTube. Like I said before, it's uh, that's probably the best way to do it is give someone some free stuff off your podcast if you're not doing big ad reads. Is offering a course is that one of the strategies that you use for your own podcast? It will be. Like I said, it's there's a time thing. So give you a little bit of background in me. It's uh, I'm in kind of in in between two houses right now. I rent, but I'm also living with my girlfriend. We have a brand new puppy. Um, I work 40 hours a week for this full-time job. Me and her schedules are total opposites. She's a nighttime nurse. So it's like when me and her have time together, I'm trying to give her a lot of time. When you work 40 hours a week, you do that job. And then when you have photo shoots on the weekend, like you have to edit and flip them. So it's like right now, the online courses will come for me. Um, I just know that it's a very, very, very lucrative business because because with my my boss, our media business, that's all he does is online coaching and, and sales and you know marketing help, sales help. He does mastermind events. He has his own membership site where people do a weekly call with him, and they're paying like you know a thousand dollars a month to go Jeez. on a on a on four calls with him. And then on top of it, they're buying a course whenever he puts it out. There's like all these people that are paying a thousand a month. There's probably 150 of them. And then there's another 350 of them that are paying close to 400 a month just for like a newsletter and one call a month. So it's like if your content is good enough and you can basically put all these ideas and things you can explain to people, like I was saying before, I can train someone on Premiere Pro in four days. I can do it in a course in probably five hours. Right. Um, someone's going to pay a lot of money for that just to get rid of the headache, especially as someone that I'm looking at, which is a business owner who probably has, you know, a 20 year old kid that's a marketing assistant. That's just like, shit, we need to get videos out. Let's buy this thing. So courses, I think, are probably the best way to do off of any free content anymore, unless you're trying to be super, super, super viral, get a lot of views and really promote yourself through like your own merchandise and stuff like that. But information and the ability to package up content is so valuable these days. It's just crazy how lucrative the selling courses business is. And there's Blue people up. that are so dedicated to, you know, trying to make something out of what they have so that they spend the big money on these courses. Yep. Do you have any personal experience buying courses? Have you ever paid for one? Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, so like I said, I've been a photographer for 10 years. I tried to do the business thing and, and just took gigs left and right about three years ago when I was doing it. And then I just when I got burnt out and realized I wasn't ready for it, took mm-hmm. a back burner. Um, and then this like I was working in that whole information business anyways. Um, so I was familiar with it. And then in March, there was this girl I listened to on a podcast. Her name is Meg McMillan. She's a brand photographer out in San Diego, California. And she I heard her on, on someone else's podcast. She was a guest and I went to this free Facebook group she had and she there was like 300, 400 members in it at the time. Like it was big and there was all these people trying to be branding photographers and she would just go on Facebook live and explain some stuff and whatever. Right. Um, in March, she put out a four week course and she gave out like 22 email templates and it was like a whole system. And she gave out coupon codes to her, the, the email system she uses for her business. And I was, you know, I was basically a business student for a couple months before this, when I had my job, mm-hmm. I saw everything she was bringing to the table. I was like, Oh, I'm jumping on this. This is easy. I think it was like 
I don't even remember. She the the course is not the course's value. Like it was in March, and I don't remember. That's how irrelevant the price was to me because there's so much she put into it, and the course was valued at like nine hundred ninety seven bucks. And if I saw that, and I like really, I really believe in her now because I know her. I would have bought it for a thousand bucks, hundred percent. If she had a podcast out and was putting out all these different, you know, bits of information, I think I ended up buying it for like two twenty nine. Mm-hmm. For three ninety nine, and I was like, "This is a steal. Give me that." And then after that, I signed up for her mastermind program, um, and I've been paying her about six hundred bucks a month. And she's just walking me through all these headaches I'm getting. I'm, I'm trying to figure out my time better. I'm trying to figure out my my launches better. And we have a, a call every week with her, just like what I do for my boss. And like that's where I've started with it. And it's it's only because I need more information. Like you can never, never, never do it alone. And if right. you think you can, like good luck. Cause at some point, if you don't have a huge headache and you learn from it, you're just going to crash. One thing that I've, I've never paid for a course. Cause I just, I see so many that I don't even know how to like, <laughs> you know, kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. decipher the good from the bad. Like one mm-hmm. of the ones I've looked at before is like Graham's Graham Stefan on YouTube has his YouTube creator course. And it's like, you know, I've made YouTube videos. It's something I did for many years, never on a large scale. But it's like, you know, I kind of know what I'm doing. But would there actually be a value I would get out of it if I actually just purchased it and went through it now? I think the really important thing is, uh, I mean, content is content. I think everyone wants to learn and, you know, we're out of school, but it's just natural for the human brain to try to figure more things out. Like we're not trying to survive out in the wilderness. So we still have to keep learning and adapting to new things. Um, and when you're buying a course to help make your decision better is if that guy's giving you access to him to talk to him personally, and it's not just like a, here's this module thing you click through and it's whatever. And here, give me $400. That's not worth it. But if you're like, he's like, you can ask me any question you want. I'll give you all my time twice. You know, ask me whatever you want. That's worth it. Cause he's, he's probably cracked the code and and those two questions you ask, or if someone else asks another one and it solves your problem. I mean, that's, that's the rocket fuel you need to go. What's your plan? I know you want to build the thing you're doing on your own kind of what's your plan to get to where you want to be and eventually get out of your regular nine to five and support yourself doing your own thing? I mean, I'm I'm 25. So I'm trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to to work through it. Uh, The big thing for me is I, I know the photography business Mm-hmm. will take off first because that's a that's a service where it's like hey I have this thing you need it sign up um and I'm I'm doing it on a subscription base so like I said it's business owners that need constant content you know close to th- uh 300 photos a year you know three photo shoots a year mm-hmm. and um and that's kind of the first the first step is just getting that in a constant relationship built with all these people. And at that point, once I can kind of step away and, and take some time back, it's when you sell courses, you you need to have content. That's kind of the whole thing is when you're trying to monetize your content, which is what I think this direct this talk is kind of starting to go towards. It's like the creation of content is so important when you're doing it to, to monetize because you have to build this thing that I call the wheel of trust. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I need to build with my people. I have an audience. I have people that follow me. I have a Facebook group started. It's just the amount of time and when you have this thing called a life and a three-month-old puppy and <laughs> a, a girlfriend that has the opposite schedule that wants to be able to hug you and, and not see you locked in a room all day, like there's a lot of things that go into it, man. So I'm just trying to figure it out. Um, definitely the photography business is the first thing to, to pop up. I'm just really trying to hammer it and meet new people and, and have a good launch in about four weeks to uh, to see where I'm going to go in 2021 to see if I can kind of step back fully from my nine to five. 
So this photography business, it's branding photography, but you're only doing like the entire business is just doing or taking photos for brands to use for their content. It doesn't even really have much to do with actually controlling what they post on their social media. Yeah, um, you're exactly right. It's 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 the uh, delivery of content for someone to use basically over the span of like three months. If I could summar- summarize it in a sentence, it's like, hey, let's get a photo shoot done. You get your 75 to 100 photos. You're experienced enough in doing it. Let's knock it out. That's kind of the bare bones of it. I can and I have done this with people and I have started to put their content out for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets kind of tricky when you start getting into that though, because the crazy word is time again. It's like, Hey, right. I had, I actually had a client this summer that I was working with. I, I signed a three month contract for him with this exact reason. Cause I've been making content for a multi-million dollar business for over a year. I was like, I know how much time comes into this. Let's sign a three month contract and see if you want to do it anymore after this. And I would hound him for like the first six weeks. I was like, we need to get this done. We need to do this. I need you to record this podcast. I need you to I need you to record these videos. I need you to go live on a Wednesday for Facebook. And he just didn't want to stick up with it. You know? Right. Um, I can definitely make a lot more money running people's social media accounts, but it gets boring trying to write someone's captions for them. And like, they're not trying to engage with people. I had access to his DMS and someone's like, I really want to get into this too. How do I do it? How do I, uh, how am I like you? I'm like, dude, this is the best chance you can ever have to mentor someone and bring them onto like four free calls. And then they can start paying you to learn more. Right. And his response was, I have no time. You could probably YouTube the answer for this. And I was like, Jesus, man. I was like, are you serious? I was like, (laughs) and at, at that point to answer your question, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, that I picked him up in April, I think. So I was just finishing that branding photography course. And I was like, oh, this is great. I can take photos for people and then I can put their content out and just get more money from less people. I love that philosophy. But after that, I was like, nope, nah, I'll let you figure it out. (laughs) I mean, just social media management is a full-time job. And really from what I've seen, a lot of it has to do with creating content. So I didn't even realize that there was a market just for making the content. I really thought it all had to do with making the content and posting it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if you think about it, I'm basically giving people a canvas to, to make on. So you're just getting fully edited photos, you know, very, very, very professionally done. Um, and, and with a photo shoot, when I give it to a, a client or a business owner, if you took a full set, what, what I call um, the, the branding special, it's a 75 photo package. You're getting four looks with that. So you're not getting like the same t-shirt and jeans and in, in three locations. It's like, Right. You're, you're getting an outfit in two locations and you're changing and using that one in two locations and we're going to another one. And then if we can squeeze it all into the time between that four hour block and you can bring more clothes and we can just bang through it and we're really efficient. I mean, you can have six, seven looks that'll get you through three months and then that that's all your content you need. So like that's when people start taking my photos where they can put you know, their own messaging on it, or like they're doing a webinar and they can, I, the way the crops are where they can put text on the left side or the right side, you know, that's really what it is. It's like, I'll give you everything ahead of time. And then you, you go run with it. And then let's meet, let's meet back up in three months. Um, and then I just kind of, kind of just feeding their business with, with fresh stuff that they can put out. So then your focus is on taking clients who are branding themselves on personal branding. 
Yeah, correct. It's a lot of personal branding. Um, I'm trying to get into the, just because I've experienced with the healthcare field, I'm trying to get in with clinics so I can rotate, you know, staff headshots. If you've been doing new things in the clinic and then restaurants are also pretty big with branding just because there's always new menu items coming out and stuff like that as well. So doing like food photography? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I mean, branding photography, like I was talking about before, that's the solution you're providing a business. It, instead, it's it's branding photography is a sexy way to say taking taking corporate photos. Um, <laughs> right. Personal branding photography is a sexy way of saying I'm taking photos for someone that's vain as shit on Instagram and is just going <laughs> to keep posting stuff. That's all it is, really. Right. Really. Like, because coaches and everyone else that's selling all their stuff that are constantly posting all these professional photos. I mean, they're probably if they're good at it, they're getting those photos all taken in one day by a branding photographer. It's funny that, you know, I'm kind of like finding out about this really being a thing because like that's something I've been thinking about just for fun, really, not even that I'm really trying to focus on branding myself, but I've just really wanted to just set up like a couple photo shoots, get as much done and then see how much content I can get out of that. Get all that consistency. And like I said, structure brings freedom. I mean, you have, if you have a hundred photos that have six different outfits in it, bro, you're set. You can keep switching all the photos up. You're done. Do it. Yeah. Cause let's see if I open up my Instagram right now, uh, February 14th, December 3rd, 2019, December 3rd, 2019, October 9th, 2019, August 15th, 2019. It's just a dead account. <laughs> yeah, you're you're definitely when you start, this is what I suggest to people. In your case, let's get you um let's get your first your first six weeks set up before you post your next photo so you don't get stressed out. It's really something I haven't thought a whole lot about is just personal branding because that that'll then tie into this podcast I'm doing. It's not I mean, I could set up like separate social media pages for the show, but I'm not really interested in doing that. I kind of just want to keep it all on my own personal branded pages. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, that's always smart, too, because then it's you're just having to make the same amount of content for two different spots. It gets tough. Do you think it is just better just to use personal branding for something like that? Or is there at any point a benefit for creating separate social media accounts, especially for a podcast? I mean, it's it's really up to you. I think if you're just getting started, getting your podcast on your personal page is great. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to call it the Dakota show. You can call it the actual name of the podcast or whatever you want. And then if it starts getting to be this thing and you're like, oh, okay, I can really make this into a business. Well, let's maybe, you know, get another social media account set up just for the fact of searchability and, and saving the name. You know, when you're getting started, yeah, keep it to your personal thing. Let's have fun. Let's see where it goes. Let's, you know, let's keep this consistent and not stress ourselves out. Um, and then, and then once we're going to ready to scale and grow, and, and that's really a question to ask next is, is what's the purpose of the show? What's the purpose of the podcast? Do I need the other account or would it just be nice to have it segmented? You know, it's up to you. I don't know if there's anything you've been thinking about that I kind of missed. If someone's wanting to create their own content or get the start, if you just have any advice for them. I mean, there's there's one thing that I, I think is super important, which is creating your own content is great, but being a creative person is better, I think. So what I mean, really what that means is in my case, I'm a perfect case study. I've had all these experiences. After I did the road trip, I shot for an artist here in Orlando for 
I lived in his house for three months and we just kept putting out photos and videos, photos and videos. That landed me a job that got me out of the bars here in Orlando. I was a bartender. I hated it. You know, college bachelor's degree. I just didn't want to go be a cop. I said, fuck that. And, and that, that, that job where I was a creative for someone else, you know, I'm not, I'm not terribly comfortable in front of the camera. Um, I just don't like the way I look. I'm, I'm balding at 25, you know, big scruffy beard sometimes is all messed up. So I'm just like, ah, I like being on a podcast and I know I'm creative. So let's apply for this, this job, right? For this guy that's from England. Well, that creative phase I had with this kid in his house landed me a position that's a salary job that has basically made me travel the world. I've gone to New Orleans with them. We've flown to five cities in five days to create content and train different teams and staff. His business is based out of England. So last year for New Year's, we had an annual planning meeting. He flew me all the way to England in the Northeast part, not like the cool London part, like out <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. But like, it's just all these cool experiences. And this guy is, you know, for my personal journey, and this this goes for everyone that's creating content. I'm just saying, don't keep yourself kind of closed off because I've gotten to this point now to where in the last like 15 months, me just having these skills and the, the desire to learn and keep creating content, no matter what it was, got me this crazy mindset shift in this this new vision and clarity of what I can actually do with my skills. Like I'm at a ceiling now with him where it's like, I need to go do my own thing because I know my value is X. Actually, my value over here is Z and you're giving me my value at C. Like I'm over on this side of the alphabet with what people are paying me. So like, I just need more time and I really like working here, but I know if I create for myself and other business owners, just because I have this, this resume, I can do it. To answer your question, Dakota, I kind of danced around it. Um, When you're starting to create for yourself, it's really just keep an open mind. I don't think anyone can ever just say, this is what I'm doing. Because the second you do that, um, you're done. I mean, I would still be struggling to try to be a music photographer if that was my case. You know, all I wanted to do is shoot shows. But then I realized that in Orlando, there's not a huge music scene. Like there's, and when big artists come, good luck trying to shoot them. You have to have an in with someone. And if I didn't keep my options open, I would not be at this point now to where I'm like, oh my God, there's so many different things I can do. Look how great podcasts are. Look how much you can make in 45 minutes of editing someone's own content. Like it's, it's great. So essentially, you you would say that just kind of taking risks, not locking yourself down in one thing essentially is like the best way to go about it. Just always, you know, seeking those opportunities. Yeah, just I mean, honestly, be a sponge. Just soak it all up, whatever comes your way. I mean, I with that artist, I told you. I'm just going to keep backtracking the kid I lived with in his house for three months. I never shot a video and in like literally three days before I left on that road trip around the whole country, his manager posted on Facebook. I knew him from college. So I went to college in Fort Myers. I was up in Orlando. His manager was like, Hey, who can film my artist in Orlando? He's doing a mural. And I was like, I've never shot a video in my life. Let's do it. And the video was, <laughs> dude, the video is literally so bad. It's so bad. The frame rates all off. It's all choppy. I, I thought just like, Slowing it down in it with a percentage was the way to do it, but I was shooting like it was all fucked up, dude. Are you shooting thirty frames and slowing down to half? I must have been shooting like I must have been shooting like sixty frames because I thought the higher frame rate rate was the best, but I was shooting like maybe fifty, you know, fifty shutter speeds. So it was like all choppy to start with because I didn't know the one. Dude, I I never shot a video. I literally turned my D seven thousand over to video mode, and I just I just played with the settings like it was still photo, and I was like, this works. But, but like the, the funny thing is like I did that and then I drove around the country and lived in my truck for three months and I was coming back. I shot this stupid ass video and I, sh- I took a lot of really good photos because I am a really I'm I'll, I'll say that I'm a really good photographer. 
mm-hmm. getting, I'm good at video now, but four year, five, four, three, four years ago, I was awful. I got a call when I was in Alabama coming back to Florida and they're like, Hey, we're doing this docu-series with Jay, the artist you worked with. Um, he's going to this thing called Art Basel in Miami and it's like a worldwide art show and we're trying to show what it, what, what it takes. And this is his first time ever being a full-time artist. He just sold his clothing business. Do you want to do it? And I was like, hell yeah, dude. Like I'm 22. I'm 21. I forget how old I was. It might've been 22. I was like, yeah, this is great. Like I'm in, you know, what, where, where do I stay? I'll sleep on his hardwood floor. So I, I literally slept on the floor for three months. My back, I'm pretty sure it still has problems from it. But then this whole being a sponge thing and just being open and shooting that first video ever has brought me to this point, honestly. And I, I just, I put my pride to the side. I was like, I'm really going to be a photographer. I was like, that's what I do. I'm a, phot- I, I'll shoot the best photos this guy's got, but I'll also put this video out. Cause that's what they called for. And it, it made me show that like, even people like that video, he got a ton of views and a ton of comments on it and it sucked. They just wanted to see what he was doing. So that's it, dude. Just be a sponge when you start making content for yourself. If someone asks you to do something um, or asks for your help or your opinion, just give it to them because maybe if you give them a pointer and and you don't really know what you're saying, but maybe they'll go talk to their friend and they're like, oh yeah, Dakota over here really knows how to edit a video. He helped me that one time. And you're like, oh shit, I guess I know what I'm doing. Let's go help more people. And then it just snowballs. I definitely follow that mindset because it's I'm always looking for different opportunities, different things I could do. I don't really have loyalty to a job because I'm kind of just like looking out for my best interests. And it's really interesting because I have a friend who, you know, they're not treated well at all at their job. They don't really respect them. But their mindset is like, well, I have another couple years here. And just to me, it's like, but at what cost? Like, yeah, you know how long it's treated like shit. For a couple years like Dude. why not just do something now oh my god why would you ever ever wait a couple years if i ever had that mindset i like slipped and broke my back and i was in a wheelchair i'd be like god damn it <laughs> i feel like are you serious <laughs> Like that's the last thing I did is I fell down the stairs of this stupid job I hated and I didn't go to the theme parks or I didn't go to Universal or, you know, go camping when I could have because this job sucks. And now I now they won't even give me workers comp because COVID took it away. Whoever your friend is, let's let's try to change that. I mean, I think everyone really needs to um, to think for themselves and, and do what's best for them. I'm 23. I graduated college last year, but I've been working part-time jobs since I was 14. And I'm already at the point where it's like, well, I don't really want to get a job and work somewhere for the rest of my life. Like my my goal essentially is to do as much as I can and make enough money to retire as early as possible. Mm. (laughs) Like I just, I I sound like everyone. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You need to start getting some mailbox money, man. Start getting some stocks. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm starting slowly. That's definitely something I've been focusing on right now. My main focus is budgeting my money because I make 20 an hour, but my student loan payments are $1,400 a month. So that's like half of what I make in a month. So I'm not wow. really able to save a whole lot, but yeah. Wow. I was like, at, at first I was like, wow, 20 an hour, that's better than me. But I know you're on the West Coast and then $1,400 a month. And they didn't waive those through the, um, I know we're, this isn't really on content creation, but they didn't waive that on your um, Heroes Act or anything. They didn't take your, like default your student loans for you with zero interest. Uh, well, yeah, my federal loans. My, I okay. have private loans. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, went to, I went to film school, so I mm. my student loan debt is $250,000. All right, well, we'll keep working at it. We'll keep working at it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be slow process, but just got to keep working. Yeah, you know? man. 
every day you only have um you, i mean i i only have 16 hours a day i don't know how many you think you have in a day but by the time i go to sleep and everything else and maybe check my phone a couple of times i only have 16 usable hours and that has to go to focusing on the dog, focusing on myself, reading a book, walking, cooking, eating, being 25. That's all you got. Make the most of those 16. You know, as we start to wrap up, is there kind of any last thoughts or last ideas that you'd want to share with someone who may be in like a similar position as me or trying to figure out what their next step in life is or starting up their own content? What would you say to them? There's never a right answer to tell someone what to do. So I know what's worked for me and for a lot of other successful people that I've studied is you need to be comfortable spending a lot of time by yourself reading books and writing. People talk about journaling in the morning and it changes their life. It doesn't change their life because it's a schedule and they're they're figuring out their groceries and their to-do list. It's it's because when you start writing, there's this and reading as well. There's just this thing that happens in your brain that it's like your problems start figuring itself out because you're decluttering yourself from your cell phone and Instagram and your social media strategy and and not wrangling podcast guests down like me that forget and just, you know, trying to figure everything out. It's like you you start once you start spending all this time by yourself um and I found this out when I was in the woods traveling for a couple months. It's just things really start to make sense. It gets a little uncomfortable. I don't think anyone ever really finds their self or finds the direction they want to go. You're always under construction. You're always kind of under project or improving something in your life. And, and that's the most important thing is just realizing that. Like I said before, those 16 hours a day, if you can try to solve a problem or, or get something done or you know read a book or, or write something out and you figure out what's what's frustrating you. I mean, I got in a huge fight with my girlfriend last week and I went out of town and I went and stayed in a cabin at the beach here in Florida and I spent the time by myself and I I really figured out that this, the problem was is that I was working literally too much. I worked 17 days straight and at the end of it, I was just, I just snapped. I literally just snapped and I, I missed something that was so small and I didn't see it at the time and she was just like, you should have just told me that you needed some help. And I was like, I know. But you know, I had to spend the time alone and I think when people are trying to figure out content and trying to figure out where they're going, it's just that uncomfortable comfortable conversation you have with yourself every day of like, what am I doing next? What am I trying to figure out? How am I going to get there? You know, not so much caught up on the 10 year plan because I think that's that gets lost. You know, 10 years ago, I was 15. There's no way I thought I was doing this. So let's not get that sidetracked. Let's just try to figure out what we're doing by the end of the week and go from there. Awesome. I think that'll definitely resonate with a lot of people. Where can people find you on social media and what can they expect from you? So my main Instagram is at Bearded Lens Photo. Pretty active on there. There is going to be mostly posts. I kind of just try to ask people questions about their lives and what they're doing. And I I try to provide some value with branding and, and the value of photography as well, since I've been a photographer now for 10 years, a little bit over 10 years. And that's really what it is. Moving forward, I'm just trying to stay more active. I'm trying to show my face more and I'm, I'm trying to um, just help people with their headaches. You know, whatever content problems they have, I love talking through it. Obviously, if you guys have made it this far in the podcast, you know, I love talking in general. So um, that's that's really it. There's going to be a lot of help in the value of branding and why your business needs you as the owner or the face of the brand. Um, and that's what I'm really trying to hammer home with people. It's It's not so much about your product or the thing. It's the connection and that wheel of trust you're trying to build. Well, thank you so much for coming on and talking with me and sharing your story. Hope someone got something out of it. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they will. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. 
Hey everyone, it's Dakota again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Jake Smith. Be sure to go follow him on Instagram at Bearded Lens Photo and subscribe to the Create More Now podcast on Apple Podcasts. Also, while you're at it, be sure to rate and verify, leave a review, and share it with your friends. Let me know what you think of the show and tell me who you want to see on the podcast next. You can find me on youtube.com slash West Dakota, Twitter at West Dakota YT, or connect with me on LinkedIn at Dakota Broussard. Thank you. I'll see you next time.